sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Um, we're one and two. We're one and two. We got a bunch of fighters in that room, and um, and give up. That's not a part of this football program. Get out of here, man. Get out of here, Phil. Just waiting for Phil to show up at uh, SEC Media Day and ask the tough questions that need to be asked. Oh, I love that. I did not expect that. Maybe I should have. That gets me in a good mood. That's just mood. SEC Media Day when I thought of SEC Media Day. Even though it didn't happen at SEC Media Day, I think of one of our all-time all favorite uh, audio clips. I feel there. like it's SEC Media Month. How long is this thing going on for them? Is it the full week? Well, when you factor in that they have a schedule release, uh, Georgia's been in the news all off-season long. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been doubting Alabama. Yesterday, uh-huh. uh, ESPN, it was – is Nick Saban's legacy in jeopardy if they don't make the playoffs this year? It's been about four months, uh, their media day. Man. Yeah, it is. I was listening to At Plank Show this morning whenever Kirby Smart was uh, making his um, – taking his turn at the podium, I guess. And he went on and on and on and on. Um, it reminded me of a – which I'm probably the only person on the planet that watches these stupid um, congressional hearings where they interview. Yeah, like, I think you are. Yeah. And it just goes on and on and on, and no one ever answers the actual question. It's what it reminded me of. Yeah, that's like what Eli Drinkwitz basically did yeah. yesterday, and he referenced that. Uh, he did say Jelimus because yeah. the family can't have – Christmas in December, so I guess they all go over to his mom's house or something and have Julymus with Which, all the grandkids and everything. Cool. I, I have a feeling Kirby Smart's going to be in trouble today because he said, "My wife may not like yeah. it." <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my parents love it. The whole family gets together. My wife can't stand it, thinks the whole thing's stupid, Perf- but everyone else just loves it. Perfect opportunity <laughs> for a sympathy laugh from the uh, media there, and uh, he really didn't get it. So, tough crowd out I there know. at SEC Media Day. I know it. Uh, I mean, there were some things said today, honestly, not as much as, as yesterday, but the highlight today, and probably the highlight so far, because it, it, it is local around here, it, it does impact OU, the SEC's coordinators, uh, coordinator of officials – was asked about uh, the horns down and if that's going to be a penalty or not. John McDade said, quote, unsportsmanlike conduct needs to fit one of three categories. Mm-hmm. Is it taunting an opponent? Is it making a travesty of the game? Right. Is it otherwise compromising our ability to manage the game? There's a difference between a player giving a signal directly in face of an opponent as opposed to doing it with teammates celebrating after a touchdown or on the sideline. To net all that out, every single occurrence is not an act of unsportsmanlike conduct. Right. Said so the same applies to the Gator Chomp and, you know. Which, by like the that. way, like, the by far most aggressive, like the Gator Chomp is the most aggressive I know it's not necessarily a hand sign. What gesture? Uh, anytime they make a tackle, they get right in your face and do the chomp, right? So Tebow did that right in Nick Harris's face in yeah. the championship game. Which you know, that's sometimes that's what you uh, that's what you get if you've if you've been outplayed. You got to sit there and take it a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. 
This is uh, big boy football but here. How, how do you take? Do you take that as it will be no. penalized in the SEC? Uh, yeah, that's Not exactly how I take it as well. No, in, unless you flash the horns down right in you know Sark's right. face or something like that. Exactly. But if you do it, you know, you know, some people score a touchdown in that game and they just hold the ball up and. They don't celebrate in the Texas side of the end zone where there's a perfect opportunity for a horns down. But let's just say someone actually did that in 2001. Right. doesn't sound like that would have been penalized. Well, uh, do you know who asked the question? No. Uh-uh. Because, you know, I think it, we knew it was, someone was going to raise the question. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to know who it was and who they were with. But it's like Texas thinks they're the only – uh, program that has a hand sign and it's the only place where a hand sign is used against them. Um, it's just, I'm actually embarrassed because here's the thing, whether we like it or, or not, we're, we're kind of, I don't know. It's like we're going to the dance together with Texas and you know, your mom told you that you had to say yes and you have to go. And, and here we are and your dates making a fool out of everyone because I'm sure never in the history of SEC media days had someone said, is the Gator Chomp yeah. going to be a penalty? It's almost like you wanted to look at him before and say, hey, um, just for your best interest, which is our best interest right now, just let this one go, okay? There, there are please. bigger battles to fight here moving forward. Please just, don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass us going in the league asking about uh, hand signs and if it's going to be offensive or not. I promise mm. I will line dance. I'll slow dance. Just don't do the horns down thing. Now, in the Pac-12, that would have been a great question to ask. And it, it honestly, it would have been the first 30-yard penalty ever enforced in college football in the Pac-12 if someone hurt Texas' feelings like that. <laughs> but in the SEC, it's like, eh, just, just, you know, just maybe don't try and fight this one, guys. Just, right. just let it be. I love the answer, though, from the official. It's like, is that not – that's a, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's bad. It's a good thing. Is that not the most robotic answer you've ever heard in your life? Uh, excuse me. Is it going to be a 15-yard penalty if someone throws the horns down? It you, has to register one of three distinct categories. I, to wish, be. <laughs> I wish the SEC coordinator of officials would have answered it this way after being asked if it's going to be a penalty. What kind of questions that, Phil? <laughs> I meant to get the hell, I meant to get no. the hell no in there. Hell no. <laughs> what kind of questions that, Phil? That's how it should have responded. Right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's great. That would have been too, uh, too much fun. Hey, Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman. Um, Texas, they get their panties in the wad when we're talking about the horns down penalty. It's been 15 yards in the Big 12. Is it going to be enforced in the SEC? And you just hit him with a... Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Uh, excuse me, it's Kirk from the <laughs> uh, whatever, orangebloods.com. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, Other than that, you had Kirby Smart being asked about all the... Uh, citations and arrest and um he yeah. said something to the effect of well um we haven't had any more than we've had in other years you know so <laughs> it, was, it was quite the interesting answer he 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 batted that down quite a bit today which is a little surprising he uh, doesn't condone anything that's happened obviously but it's kind of like well i mean there's been other years where we've had just as many uh, basically great. leading on you guys are just paying attention to it now more than ever it's like it's like whoa okay uh, frankly, 
Traffic stops are down twenty uh, <laughs> yeah. percent. We had a million last uh, last year. He thought he was doing a good job yeah. this off season until he got to Nashville. Down twenty percent. Pretty impressive stuff. We're proud of the guys, actually. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know a whole lot about it. And you know, guys getting traffic violations. See, this is a unique thing. I not necessarily something to to really worry about, but you combine that with what happened after the national championship situation and it really inflames it. And it's not just, you know, guys are speeding late to practice. Like there's some like reckless, super fast driving going on. That is, it's just a ticking time bomb as we've already seen. And hopefully as big of a deal as this has become, I have to imagine Kirby Smart has, uh, I guess, addressed the team, I'll say, about the traffic violations. They, they have to take a defensive driving course from, from here on out, maybe, if um, they, they get a citation or they're going 20 miles, hour, 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. So he, he listed out a couple of things they're, tr- they're trying to do. But mostly he talked about trying to fight against complacency today. That was his, uh, his main yeah. message. Well, I – I hear that. I mean, it is they've they've got a lot going on. Replacing a quarterback, won two championships. Um, they got a lot of talent there. That you know, it you got to manage that because not all of the talents on the field. That leads to guys being disgruntled and and all kinds of stuff. But he's managed it really well up to this point. I I'm not picking them as a national champion, um, but. It will surprise absolutely nobody if they're right there with a chance to win it, or even if they do win it at the end. Realtor Chris, this is Trent Krim with the Independent. His horn's <laughs> down, going to be penalized like it should be. And is everyone going to acknowledge that Texas is back? <laughs> do you know who Trent Krim of the Independent is? That's off of, uh, um, what's it called, the TV show? Ted Lasso. Ted yeah. Lasso, yes. Georgia is the NASCAR of the SEC, says Zach. <laughs> 405, Kirby's going to have him riding electric scooters and turning in their Lamborghinis. Yeah. Baseball Ross, Gator Chomp as a gesture. It probably qualifies as a full <laughs> – yeah, yeah, from Baseball Ross, yes. <laughs> yes, it's, um, it's pretty aggressive at times. So, yeah. Interesting stuff going on down there at SEC Media Day. Uh, it's um, Horns down has always been a thing with, with OU fans, but um, I, I still remember the 2018 Big 12 championship game between OU and Texas. And wasn't that rule handed down a few weeks before the Big 12? It was like in the middle of the season. A West few, Virginia. Dude, it was, um, it was the perfect storm, that, that Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. You had that that OU fans thought was such a joke, and it mm-hmm. was right in the middle of the season. The same year, a few weeks, they play each other in the Big 12 championship game, and for the first time really ever, the crowd is kind of intermingled in a stadium right. versus split right That's down true. the middle. I, I've heard that um, it was it was pretty intense yeah. in, some, in some parts of the AT&T Stadium it's probably that like, afternoon. Yeah, if that happens again, we should all agree to uh, divvy up the tickets yes. and separate ourselves. No, that's that's interesting. That is that is a weird dynamic, and I know we talked about it at the time, but it's something I forgot about. Like, and, and there's people scattered throughout. Whenever you go to the Cotton Bowl, you know, it's crimson and then the other is orange, but 
you know, people, they get tickets where they can, and there's people scattered throughout a little bit. Because Texas had clinched a berth in that game, I think a week, at least a week before OU did, because OU had to win at West Virginia in Morgantown late on a Saturday to clinch a berth in the conference championship. So I, I felt like there were more Texas fans there just because they, you know, had known for a little bit longer that they were actually going to that game. Yeah. But everyone had T-shirts on that said, flag this, and it had the upside down uh, – or throwing the horns And down. it would have been our fourth year in a row there, 15, 16, 17, and 18. So after a little bit, everyone's kind of made the trip. And I guess after four years, though, you start to circle back, well, we ain't been in four years. Let's go this Well, year. when you play Texas, too, you're, you're yeah. making that one a priority, regardless of it. But glad to hear the SEC isn't saying, oh, yeah, we'll cater to these guys. It's a 15-yard penalty in our league. Don't you dare think about doing it. Yeah. I already love this conference, don't you? Yeah. Not bending the knee to Texas. This is great. I love it. The grass is greener on the other side. I'm I'm sitting here looking. They they locked it up earlier whenever they beat Kansas on a Friday night, mm-hmm. I think is what you're talking about. But they only beat them 24-17. Um, that's their best year, too, that 2018 season that they've had. What, that four-loss year where they lost to Maryland to start yep. the season? Maryland, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got Coach Stoops joining us next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you, too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Savings just go on and on and on at Dorsey Jones in El Reno. Be sure to check out the new 2023 GMC Sierra SLT Crew Cab 4x4. Take up to $5,000 off the MSRP plus 2.9% for 60 months for well-qualified buyers. Go to Dorsey Jones in El Reno for your summer savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. Hey, it's Tyler McComas from The Rush. Join me on July 21st at 6 p.m. for a fun event that will make a meaningful difference in the lives of those affected by autism. It's time for the 14th annual Groovin' for Autism at Chicken and Pickle. This exclusive event is for adults only, so mark your calendars and get ready for a fun night of dancing and giving back. Groovin' for Autism includes a silent auction and raffle, and all proceeds support three local autism organizations. Have fun for a great cause and get your tickets today at groovin'forautism.org. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 
hoping to get Bob Stoops on the show here shortly. You always smile uh, <laughs> when you hear the song go on longer than 10 seconds. Uh, I you see the song go on. on. I see the you're on the phone back there. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I love watching the uh, the chaos in action. Always good. How you feel about OU's newest addition to the 2024 class, Zion Raggins? Five foot seven. 153 pounds, but uh, he fast. Yep, he can run. He's elusive. He cuts on a dime. Um, ah, I. You we, think he set the uh, he set the Georgia freshman, freshman record in the hundred meters? Yeah, well, and and we know what kind of athlete is coming from the state of Georgia these days, like historically, but more like Georgia. I think Georgia's always been a top state in terms of football talent, but Georgia is – I think maybe they have more five-stars right now than California does. Like the past two or three cycles, I Probably. think Georgia has more five-stars than California does, and forever it was Texas, Florida, and California. Now Georgia's like the third best state in terms of uh, producing talent. So all that to say, you know there's good players in Georgia, you know there's athletes, and this kid is – among the fastest in that state. That's that's something. Well, you know, it is interesting, and I don't know traditionally what like what the numbers look like, but, you know, we talked about it with the Kansas City area, with the success that the Chiefs have had. It feels like that area has been, like, football crazy. And I'm sure there's some of that going on with Georgia as well. Won two national championships and um, – you know, whenever the team in your back door is is winning at the clip that they are, it feels like everyone really dials in. But I, I don't know that there may be nothing to that. But I like I don't I don't have a problem. I know he's small stature, but you know we've had a we've had a ton of success with smaller wide receivers, and it's not something that you want to live on. Like I, the only time I would have a problem with it is if. You know, we don't have any size, and we've got good size on our roster in this class too. They have it, yeah. We but we haven't had any. We haven't seen guys of of the bigger size really start to show up yet. I mean, and that's a big hope for me. Uh, Nick Anderson. Um, now we can go down the list. There's there's several guys now on roster that have excellent size. Just hadn't showed up yet, but I like a really good mix of different body types. Well, I mean, even I say historically, really, I'm I'm going back to 2000 here, but your best wide receivers around here have been quote unquote smaller guys, right? Uh, Mark Clayton, I think, fits in that mold, mm-hmm. especially when he showed up. Right now, a lot of these guys have been, you know, not six two, but they've been really strong. Like Clayton yeah. ended up getting, you know, really strong. But he's in that group. Broil, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood Brown, I know that was more after Bob, but D.D. Westbrook wasn't a huge receiver. Joaquin Iglesias wasn't a huge yeah. receiver either. So, like, Malcolm Kelly was definitely, you know, one of the best bigger receivers that you've had here. But more times than not, man, those those smaller body guys for OU, for whatever reason, have had the have had the best careers. It probably has to do with a lot of the – the style of offense that we've had and the spacing that we create. Um, I think that just from the little I've seen, I think probably the the closest comp with Zion Raggins would be um, Hollywood. Just size-wise and, like, really elite speed. Like, track elite explosiveness and speed and change of direction and suddenness. So – 
Um, uh, that's a lot to live up to, but I mean, just kind of what he reminds you of. Yeah, I and mean, if you could uh, scheme it up to where he's got a one-on-one down mm-hmm. the field, or just get him in open space, you you, you take your chances there. You yep. definitely take your chances. I, I'm going to ask Bob about D.D. Westbrook and kind of how he emerged on the scene in 2016, but there are two wide receivers that have really emerged onto the scene during the middle of the season, and Hollywood a little bit later in the year than D.D., but those mm-hmm. two specifically. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood, you talk about bursting on the scene. He burst onto the scene midway through 2017, and I think did he end up being their leading wide receiver that season. Like half of a year? Uh, it's one of the more crazier things that we've seen at wide receiver. I don't know if he led, but he definitely got red hot uh, at the right time. And, I, you know, sometimes that's just kind of how it works. You don't necessarily know what you've got uh, always until, you know, a couple of things happen. You start to go to it a little bit in a game because, hey, this is working and ends up becoming a, a – more of a fixture of your offense than than you would have expected. Uh, what about Sterling Shepard? Can't forget about my boy, mm-hmm. says the 580. There should be a statue of him, no doubt. He's a legend. Yep. Yes. And you're right. Marquise Hollywood Brown did That's what lead. I thought. That's what I 1,095 yards, seven touchdowns, um, 19.2 yard average per catch. Quote, your best receivers have been smaller. I don't know, though. I think the true difference makers – have been bigger or at least played big. Woolfolk, Bradley, Kelly, and CD. I mean, that's a nice collection of – I mean, Woolfolk did move to the defensive side of the ball by the time his career was over. But I think the collection that we that's just mentioned a, with Shep, Broyles, and Clayton are probably better than that. I mean, that's a, a an interesting hand-picked group to call the true difference makers. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from any of those guys. Um, obviously, I I don't think you have to say that it's one or the other. Like we've had success with smaller guys and haven't had any success with bigger guys. It just feels like we've always had a smaller type of receiver that you know ends up being you know one of the go-to guys, maybe the go-to. And it's probably – and I don't know. I know Oklahoma more than I know anyone else. I feel like it's more so than really any of the other teams that I've ever really followed. I mean, you start off with, what, Antoine Savage in, in 99 and 2000 and then move to Mark Clayton. Um, you mentioned Broyles and Shep, and it's just kind of the list goes on and on. So – not to take anything away from anyone, there's there's been a tremendous group of wide receivers. We've just been able to have consistent success with smaller guys. 14 commits in the 2024 class, yeah. five are currently wide receivers. And mm. here's kind of the different body types that they have for 2024. Zion Kearney, six foot two, 200. Okay. Okay. Uh, Zion Raggins, who we just mentioned. This says 5'9", 150. Apparently, it's closer to 5'7", 150. Ah, two inches, no big deal. Ivan Carrion, 6'6", 196 pounds. Yeah, like that. Uh, K.J. Daniels, 5'9", 150. Another speedster from the state of Louisiana. I feel like maybe 5'9", 150 is just as small as the the drop-down box goes Mm -hmm. that you can select the height and weight. They can't go to (laughs) 5'7", yeah. (laughs) Dozy Ezukama, 6'2", 180. Yep. So either you're small and fast or you're 6'2 and above. Six, a couple of guys that are 6'2, 180 to 200, and then 
you've got a, a bit of an outlier with a guy 6'6". Six, six. And there's a chance, like, he may end up playing tight end at some point. We'll yeah. see what Devon Mitchell does, but yeah, tight end, wide receiver. Well, you know, Mark Andrews started as a wide receiver. I mean, there was like this big ordeal about him not wanting to be labeled as a wide receiver, right? Isn't that what it was? Or not being labeled as a tight end whenever he came out. Jimmy Graham had the same thing. That was more money-wise, I think, yeah. in the league, right? Yeah, and then he got here and it's like, okay, yeah, uh, go over there, line up at tight end. <laughs> yeah. And then in 2017, we're finally going to start throwing you the football, yeah. and then you're going to go win the Mackey Award for the uh, best tight end in college football. Nice. Very, very good. Yeah. He was he was number two that year in 2017. He led in reception, 62 catches for 958 and eight touchdowns. What a year! And uh, in a year where you had Ceedee Lamb on the roster yeah. and uh, Mark Andrews, who we just mentioned, Marquise Brown, bad. Mark Andrews, Ceedee Lamb as your uh, main Mar- pass catchers ain't bad. Hollywood Brown leading the team in receiving and ended up winning that is a lot like the foot race he did the very next year with a student for the free mm-hmm. tuition. He gave everyone else like half of a year of a head start, just like he gave that kid a head start in the 40-yard dash, and he was still able to uh, to win out in the end. Yeah. I'll just hang out half of the year, and then uh, watch this. Bedlam game, I'll take off. Man, that's those are some wild numbers. Uh, between three guys, you had nearly 3,000 yards receiving. Uh, just crazy. 2,800 yards between Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, and CeeDee Lamb. Wow. Uh, between these two categories, where does Kenny Stills belong? You have to put him in one. He's bigger. Um, I think Kenny is probably six two, and he, you know, he's he's a now lean. He wasn't super heavy, but six um, two, I think, and he could fly. I think Kenny Stills, like of all the names that we always throw out. I feel like Kenny Stills is one of the more overlooked wide receivers at Oklahoma. Um, he had he had a really nice career, and I think he had more like um, played a lot alongside Ryan Broyles. That's you know maybe maybe a reason there. In 2012, he had 82 catches for 959 and 11 touchdowns. I mean that's you can put that number right up there with, I mean, most anyone. That's impressive. Would you like to read this text from the 580? Yeah. They, they found it funny enough to send it twice here. Uh, Teddy, if you can convince my wife two inches is no big deal, I'd be grateful. <laughs> yeah, you're – Oh, is that a tool lyric? Is, is that what that is? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I guess you could, you could, you could say be, that. You could be, yeah. But, no, um, you're 5'10", okay? That's, I know that's what you're really talking about. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships or visit FowlerAuto.com to see the Fowler Standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. That is what drives us every day. Fowler Auto Group, a proud partner of OU Athletics. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. 
For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. All right, men, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Now look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Looking for a trusted, locally owned and operated roofing company in Oklahoma? Black Thunder Roofing is a top-rated Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner and recipients of multiple Angie Superior Service Awards. They can do it all. Black Thunder also does free inspections and estimates. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond, Black Thunder Roofing serves OKC's metro area south of Purcell, Noble, Blanchard, as well as Yukon, Mustang, Bethany, and Piedmont. Visit blackthunderroofing.com or call 405-473-8028 for your free estimate today. Caring for an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman, we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse, medication assistance, emergency call system, along with housekeeping and laundry services. Come tour our beautiful community. Call 405-292-9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com. We want to help your family so you can be part of ours. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we're in studio today. Ross Dellinger reporting that the Pac-12 will not announce a new TV deal this week. They will likely be extending into August the league's year-long pursuit of a rights package, and the Pac-12 will host its annual football media day Friday in Las Vegas, and no announcement is expected. Mm. 
during Pac-12 Media Day. Mm, so mm, I guess mm. the thing to look forward to at Pac-12 Media Day is to see if Dion has any sort of a rebuttal to uh, Brett Venables. Yeah. That'll be fascinating. There was a false and erroneous report that was out there today about what Dion actually said. Right. Uh, Dion then tweeted from his official page, please read this slowly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never responded to any of these great coaches that choose to target me or our program here at CU Buffs Football. I'm great at walking and talking the talk, and if it were truly me, I would have referenced a Lamborghini. That's hashtag Coach Prime. Yeah. Well, I think a whole lot of that has been – a whole lot has been made of that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that it was necessarily a dig at the way Dion's doing it. Like, the two situations – because Coach Venable said it, so it turns into a comparison between the two programs, right? But I think that they handled the two situations far differently, uh, and rightfully so. And I think that's all that Venables was was saying is that he just he he handled it differently. If if he showed up at Colorado and had the players that uh, Dion had there, I think he would probably cut him loose a little bit quicker like Dion did. But you go to Oklahoma, you got a higher caliber player. You're going to give some guys a little bit more time to see what exactly they have. Give them a little bit of opportunity, give them a chance. And I think that's what Venables did. There's two different situations and two different coaches. 1-11 season, 10-2 and two season yeah. coming off, yeah. Yeah, so I think they just approached it different and – in July, and it probably would have turned into this no matter when it was, but in July when there's not a whole lot else going on, it turns into a big deal. Well, it took everyone four days to find the the story yeah. or the audio clip, so yeah, I would credit that to the month of July, that being the case. That's right. I, I mean, Big 12 Media Day was kind of behind us, and then all of a sudden we come in Monday and, whoa, it's Brent Venables versus Deion Sanders. Yeah. Well, that happened late last week. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, I think much to do about nothing here. Yeah, I, and, that's kind of uh, where I'm at. Dion will probably comment on it, and maybe it'll have legs again for one or two days. I don't think this is going to end up being a big deal. Right. Yeah. I don't either. It may be a big deal for a week, but then it will uh, disappear, and we'll move on to the next uh, outrage. Big Rick at Owasso. Can't wait to watch the Pac-12 on Nick at Night. <laughs> Uh, Boy. Captain, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I, if you are the Pac-12 right now and you're in a position where you absolutely have to ink a television deal and everyone knows that you have to ink a television deal, you are in the worst position you could ever be in when it comes to negotiating, right? Everyone everyone out there that is at least interested in, in having the Pac-12 on whatever their network is, can say, yeah, here's what we'll give you. And the Pac-12 can turn their nose up at it, scoff, and turn away, and then eventually they're going to have to circle back around, right? You can lowball them because they don't, have, they don't have time and they don't have many other options out there. So this is it's not going to be a good deal. Whatever it ends up being, unless someone just is trying to uh, throw them a bone and help them out a little bit, 
it's not going to be a good deal. I uh, do not wish good things for the University of Oregon ever. Mm. Uh, but it would be funny if they just don't show up to Vegas and show up to Big Ten Media Day probably next <laughs> w- next week instead. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would, mm. yeah. Um, where are they having it? Uh, Big Ten Media Day? I don't know. No, Maybe no, no. Sh- Pac-12. Chicago. Oh, I just said Vegas. Oh, okay. Well, that's smart. Well, th- no, he will. they will show up because it's in Vegas. <laughs> They're going to go <laughs> in, into the eyeball to have it in the Is that not sphere? the weirdest thing? It's like right off that golf course, too. Oh, my. I saw that picture of the Wynn golf course. It's just immaculate golf course. And then there's this. This giant eye that you're staring at if you're 150 yards out. It's like, who was it that had the, the weird-looking chipmunk or whatever when you're kicking a field goal? You remember that whole deal? Like, when you line up to kick a field goal, they put that weird-looking chipmunk up oh, there. yes. I think Oklahoma State did it, too, at one point. Oh, and that giant video board they yeah. had? Yeah. Yeah, pretty funny. I wonder how Lon feels about the uh, giant eyeball out there. At the, you know, he lives out there in Vegas, you know? Proud of it? Yeah, proud, proud of the eye! Proud of the eye! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I Vegas... I would, I'd like to go see a concert or something in that place. I also... Am not. Um, I'd I'd go see a. I'd go see a random game at that football stadium. At Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I that's something that well, I, it I doesn't hope, matter who. It I is. hope I'm seeing a random game between OU and some <laughs> other non-conference opponent in 2024. You know, I that that makes the budget a little bit tighter for everyone. Like, right. ooh, I really want to go to Vegas to see OU play in that new stadium, but there's so many other SEC venues you want to go to, but it's it'd still be worth the uh, be price awesome. of admission to go out there when's and, the and check that fr- when's out. When's the – I think LSU plays USC out there next season. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. When's the – okay, sorry. Where is the national championship game this year? Uh, Houston, I believe. Oh, that's right. Recycled. Are you trying to think of when it's in Vegas? Yeah. Well, I brought this story up a month ago. Okay. It happened about a year ago, and you're going to remember it once I bring it up. Mm-hmm. Vegas was set to host it, I think, after this next season, but they had that uh, convention. Oh, that's right. One of those big conventions that they have every single year, and there weren't enough rooms, um, so they had to move it to Atlanta. And it was something. Atlanta. It was like the shower or maybe it was curtain this, it, convention. It, no, too. it wasn't in Atlanta this year. It, it, I think in twenty five, maybe or twenty six yeah. is when it was supposed to be. But Atlanta gets it because Vegas had another convention in town. Go figure. College football national championship. Mm, we'd like to, but yeah, you know, we've got the um, whatever washer and dryer convention <laughs> that that week. That's a big one. It's uh, a big one. 918 QVC buys Pac-12 rights. If they act now, 30 minutes left. If you act now, you can get it on QVC. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a bid and then there's a buy now for the Pac-12 yeah. TV rights. Haven't uh, had lawn in a while since the 405. Can we get a little Mac Brown on why the horns down should be an automatic 15-yard penalty? <laughs> I'll try and do that later in the show. How do you think Bob would react if I just randomly did a Mac Brown voice? Hey, coach. Do you think he'd like it, love it, or hate it? So we had a special guest stopping in studio. Uh, coach Mac Brown is here. Hey, Coach, Sally just wanted to say hi here. We're making a great life out here in Chapel Hill. She remembers when you used to kick my ass up and down the Cotton Bowl, but Sally says hello. She says, uh, say hello to yours as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'd probably There'd probably be a long pause, and he'd be like. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. 
Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> That's Most great. likely. Um, okay, social media question for us today. Ooh. Follow us on Twitter at KREF Sports. I'm going to let you have first crack at this, and we'll uh, get to text line submissions, Twitter submissions, all that. Pretty straightforward, dude. You shouldn't even have to think about it that hard. Who's going to lead OU in sacks this season? Uh, the Wake Forest kid. Uh, Bothroyd. I yeah. know you're going to say that. Or no drama whatsoever. Just right to it. Oh, no, the Wake Forest kid. No, no, no. What's no. his name again? Uh, the Bothroyd kid. Um, I would say that's my first choice, and my second choice is uh, Trace Ford. Ooh, so no R. Mason Thomas on uh, first team or second team all sacks list for you this year, huh? Not as it sits right now. Um. I'm going off of more experience than anything here. Um, I think that I think that R. Mason Thomas, Adabare, I think those guys have a higher ceiling than than both of these players. But they've got a lot of experience right now playing a lot of uh, big time football. So yeah, I mean the, the smart way to handicap it would be Bothroyd one, um, Trace four. Do we have to say when healthy here? Well, Trace Ford, yeah, Trace Ford went healthy too, but the, like the point is, and I guess this speaks more about the edge posi- edge position, maybe defensive end. There's not one obvious answer like it's been in previous years, right? Like remember in 2017, a team that nearly played for the national championship, it was kind of oboe or bust yeah. when it when it came to pressure. Striker, striker, it was you know striker or or kind of bust on that. So this year there are there's and then four what or five about answers. After oboe? Um, it was just bust after that. <laughs> there's no or there. But there's like, you know, three, four, maybe even five answers that you could make a decent pitch for, which is nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. No, that's – there's there's plenty. Bothroyd, Ford, and, you know, it's, it's hard to gauge the young guys and see – there's a lot – they can make up a lot of ground in the summer. Um, they do a lot of pass rush stuff throughout the summer. It's one of those things – you know, there's some, like, linebacker, there's not a whole lot of skills that you can work through an entire offseason to improve on. Um, like, quarterback, you throw, right? You work on accuracy, you work on arm strength. Um, receivers, you go and you can work catching the ball over and over and over. The pass rush is you can go through the bags and work your pass rush stuff over and over and over. Like there's some different positions that you can really fine tune your game throughout an off season, and I think pass rush is one of them. So there's there could be some big jumps made by a lot of those guys throughout. So I'm I'm anxious to see because that is that is the one position group I think right now that is stacked with both experience and really good young talent. Bothroyd's the safe uh, safe money play though yeah. as of right now. Easily the most production. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of The Rush, CavensGroup.com, or give them a call, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Mold testing, mold removal, 
emergency repairs, uh, storm damage. If you have anything going on with your home or your office building, Cavens Group, they are uh, who you want to call. 13 years in business. They do roofing and environmental work in Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, and Arkansas. That's CavensGroup.com. One more uh, note to add on the Pac-12 not announcing a new TV deal this week. I guess they're saying it's at least in part because they seen folks come to the table that were not at the table six months ago. So it sounds like our text line is right, that Nick at Night, Hallmark Channel, and QVC are indeed at the table, and they weren't there six months ago. So, there you go. Uh, I doubt it's any, like, big... um, uh, Some big announcement or big player has now stepped in to, uh, to maybe save the day here. My guess is the people that are at the table are getting worse and worse, <laughs> right? That's uh, that's normally, I, I would think, how it goes. Uh, by yeah. the way, Bob Stoops going to join us at the top of next hour yeah. at 4 o'clock, so be sure to tune in for that. Uh, okay, 4.05, what's the team's schedule? Are they working out now? When is fall camp? Yes, they're working out now. I think they wrap up uh, summer workouts next week. I believe um, it's the 18th right now. I think they go through this week and then maybe uh, a half week next week. Uh, maybe they're go done maybe on Wednesday. or I think a lot of times they come in, you do like your running tests and stuff on Wednesday morning. They cut you out. You kind of have a little extended uh, vacation there and then like report back early August, 1st, 2nd, 3rd of August to start. Is it August one? Whenever it all can start, I think. It's it's it feels like it's one of the first few days in August when they're yeah. in officially in, in fall camp. Yeah. So. Zane says Dylan Gabriel will be our sack leader. Ooh, nice. Hope not. Five eight zero. Are we sleeping on Grimes this year? I have high hopes for him. I don't know. Um, I hope. I. You know, here's what's crazy. We talked about this. Just looking at that position, that edge defensive end position. Um, Bothroyd, Trace Four, Ethan Downs, Grimes, uh, PJ Adabare, R. Mason Thomas. Who am I missing? Um, Stripling. Who else? Uh, I we get the point. I think of all the but, names. But that you those are all here. good names. Like there's there's no one in that group that like that's all good quality depth that can play for you. Um, you know, Ethan Downs made preseason All Big Twelve. I don't even know that he'll be a starter. That's how deep that group is. Sure. So yeah, it's. And if he does start, no guarantee he'll be a starter by the end of the year. I mean, that's the defensive line as a whole. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the interior guys are probably going to be set for the most part. But your defensive ends, your edge players, that could that could fluctuate throughout the year, especially yeah. if Adebore ends up looking like a dude in year one. Yeah. Yeah. It's the I, You get into a problem, though, whenever you're that deep, someone isn't hardly playing at all, you know. There's guys that aren't going to be able to get on the field. Jim in Arlington, Tyler, has KREF made an offer to stream Pac-12 games yet? Um, Well, they made an offer to us. However, we announced today that we are now officially uh, partnering with Bixby Athletics on KREFsports.tv. So, our decision, we chose Bixby over the Pac-12 to stream for this uh, football season. 
We chose who? We chose the Bixby Spartans over uh, the Pac-12 this year on KRF Sports TV. I thought it was Bigsby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bigsby is who we chose over the Pac-12. B-I-G-S-B-Y. They should have an alternate uniform that has that spelling of the uniform, right? <laughs> yes, they should. Uh, that's good. Yeah, uh, we feel strongly that uh, Bigsby – High school football will rate better than Pac-12. Very strongly, in fact. <laughs> More elite players yeah. come out of Bixby than the uh, Pac-12. Yeah, that's that is a big course. deal. That's a that it's is a really huge cool. deal, man. I mean, what they've been doing in football, what they've been doing in baseball for a while, like really in kind of all sports. That's a that's a nice get for us. Are it's they really nice get? Do they have any? Big games this year. They have one on ESPN, I That's think. why I was yeah. wondering if they were going to do an ESPN game again. Awesome. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, The Rush, coming up next. Bob Stoops will join us.